Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in April of 2022. And welcome to episode 78, Learning About Primary Math. So last week, listeners, we talked about very early math, which was more like birth to age five. Today, we're going to talk more about kindergarten to grade two-ish, right? That's it. Okay. Tell us your good news. This week, I had, and next week, I have a student who is observing my class, like a student teacher who's observing my class. Like they're doing practicum. Correct. I was so excited. I haven't had a student teacher in a long time. And I was so excited to just have someone come in and, and, you know, just see what we were doing and what all the good things that are happening in the classroom. And what I decided to do was something that I wish someone had shown me. I decided to do something that I had never done before, like a brand new activity that I had just found you know, actually, right, because I'm a jumper, right? That's so, exactly yes. what I was going to say. <laughs> I know, I knew it. I could see it in your face. But uh, another teacher told me about Scoot, and I have I've seen Scoot before. It's, that's probably something teachers have done. Is that's nothing new? Where they there's a problem on the you know or a question that kids have to answer, and they go around, they hop from one desk to another and scoot and answer the question. This wasn't for math class because I I, I don't really like that for math because then you're timed. You're timing them and they have to go fast and I don't want them to go fast, right? So I did it for vocabulary. It was a reading thing that I got. So they had to read the sentence, get the context clues, give a synonym and write what in the sentence gave them the idea of that word, right? Of what the word meant. And we did that and it went great. I've never heard my class so quiet before. I was like shocked. They were 30 seconds of quiet. I'm like, what is going on? I'm definitely going to have to do this again. They were focused. They were on task. Like they wanted to solve this. They wanted to figure it out. And a lot of them complained that they didn't have enough time. And I said, the thing is, if we did a minute, because they were like, we want a minute for each word, then I would have misbehaviors. Then I would have kids who are bored, kids who are waiting, kids who are, you know, it doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, exactly. And in addition, I also didn't want to spend over 23 minutes having to scoot around, right? right? So I had to restrict it to 30 seconds. And I explained that to them and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, (laughs) you know? But she loved it. And throughout the day, I kept asking her, what do you think? Do you have any comments? Do you have any questions about what I'm doing? And, you know, what do you notice? And she said in math class specifically, she said, I loved how you said, defend your answer. You didn't say, you know, oh, that's right or that's wrong. And I'm like, yeah, did I ever say that throughout the day? She's like, no. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't say that. I tell them to like explain their thinking, defend your answer, defend your thinking. And she's like, that's brilliant. (laughs) And I said, well, I have a little article for you. Uh, So it's called Never Say Anything a Kid Could Say. And I'm like, this is one of those things that it's just it's so important in the classroom. And I said, that's always in my mind. If I can get a kid to say it instead of me say it, 
it's so much more impactful. So I sent that to her. So I'm excited for her to come back next week. I'm going to show her wipe books. I didn't show her wipe books. I didn't show her BTC. I said, I've got a really special treat for you next time. Wait till you see this. But I I was trying to show her different things. I did my math lesson. It was classifying triangles. So I had already a pair deck ready. So I wanted to show her that. You know, I'm trying to show her different things so that she sees different elements and not all the same. Right. Because school can be fun and interesting and new and, you know, exciting. So it was a great day. It really was. I was going to say I, I I had like, I left with a lot of energy and excitement again. And just because she was coming in, you know. That made me think about my today <laughs> when I was covering classes, when the teachers were going to school-based team. And today was supposed to be a, a quick wrap-up day. So, you know, they had one kid to discuss. But again, you never know how long it's going to take. And I had pre-planned it in my mind because I knew I was doing third and fourth grade that I was going to pull up Esther Mysteries. Okay. So I pulled up the one for Thursday, yesterday, for the grades, and it said three through eight. And I chose the one that it was sky beads and two cups. And long story short... Those actually, those clues were amazing. I'll link that one oh. to the show notes okay. because it talked about multiples, difference, some, like it was all vocabulary driven, right? Nice. And we get down after clue five, we're down to two choices for the estimates, 48 or 72. So I said, all right, here's where the rubber meets the road. Everybody up. If you think it's 48, go stand on this side of the room. Other, you know, 72, go stand on that side of the room. And then I said, all right, who wants to convince the other group that you're right? Uh Uh-huh. So when you said about defend the answer, I was like, oh, I did that today. (laughs) And some of the kids went to the board and started looking at me. I said, no, 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 you don't need to convince me. You need to convince that group over there. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. It was so good that in two of the classes, the teachers came back before I was done and the kids were so upset. I was like, wait, do do you want me to come back later? And they were all like, yes, because they wanted to know if they were right. Right. It was, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I even had a sub. It was a, a crisscross of a little bit of time. She was in the room and she had to leave before I gave the big reveal. And I was like, oh, I'll tell you later. But yeah. I didn't see her today, but I know she's going to be back in my school. But I know she's like wanting to know. Yeah. It just, it, oh my gosh. I love yeah. Steve. You're amazing. I just, everything you put out yeah. is just thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You mentioning the sub, it just reminded me of this morning. I totally forgot this part of the story. So she also tends to sub as a, as a student teacher. She tends to sub in our school. And she was talking to another sub that she was in my room yesterday. And the sub saw me this morning. The other sub saw me this morning. And she said, oh my gosh, she was talking about how great your class was and how, how she learned so much. She's like, I want to go in there now and, and see. And she's like, she's been teaching for a long time, but she's like, I want to come in. I'm like, you can come in whenever you want. But anyway, I thought it was funny. It was just, she was, she said to me, she's like, I, were your ears ringing? Cause we were just talking about you. <laughs> I love it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's get into today's topic about early math. 
Let's do it. Okay. Last week we talked about, I don't know, six, seven suggestions of what to do with littles, right? Super littles. So now we're just going to call them littles because the other ones are like really tiny. Right. Do you want to share some of the ones that you wrote down? Because listeners, again, we haven't discussed this yet. Sure. I mean, I want to start with just a repetition of what we said last week, because I think that a lot of the same things we said in last week's episode come back around for K through two. I think especially like my very first one, top one is count everything all the time. That's exactly what I wrote. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Count everything all the time. Count up, count back, one more, one less, three more, three less, like just on and on and on and on. Anytime, any, anywhere, all the time. The more you do it, the better it is. And now that we're talking about K to two, we want to do Count by twos, count by fives, count by tens. Those are the foundation, foundational facts for the rest of their learning. Yes, I wrote I wrote that too. And making numbers, right? Making five, making a ten, making a hundred. I think in in second they go up to a hundred, don't they? Oh oh yeah. Yeah. Even beyond. Yeah. Okay. Do they do it in first grade making a hundred? I don't think. Uh, I, you know what they do, they do because I remember working with some first graders and they had to add double digit numbers, but it was, you know, like, um, four tens and seven ones and one ten and three ones. So group all the ones together, group all the tens together, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can never start too early with concrete, everybody. Really right, concrete. Yes, that and that was what I wanted, wanted to kind of emphasize too. Just like what you said, totally. You can never start too early. However, don't start multiplication <sighs> in first or second. Like, n- no, let them let them have the foundation of add, 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 repeated addition. Let them have that because <laughs> it's it's not about memorizing, right? We want them to understand, and if. Like I still have fifth graders that when they see multiplication, they don't think groups of. Nope. And that should be the first thing. And that and that really goes back to that repeated addition piece that I feel like they didn't have enough experience and exposure doing that. You know, just repeated addition. Repeat, 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 repeat. When we talk about, and I'm assuming, Karina, we're going to talk about intermediate math next week. When we get into third through fifth grade, we... Even then, we don't want multiplication to come down to memorize, memorize, memorize. We'll talk next week about how to work with multiplication with your kids. But back to the primary, it's all about partners of 10, groups of 10, 10 more than this number, 10 less than that number. I mean, there there are so many great things that you can do to have math talks with your kids. Yeah, I love what you said there, Lori. Uh, That's something else also. When you do 10 more, don't just do 40 plus 10 more. Do 47 plus 10 more, right? I think as a parent, you might not necessarily think of that or 10 less, 47 and 10 less. You don't want to just have zero in the ones. You want want there to be 
a, a digit in there and use a hundreds chart so that they can see it and see the placement. There's great hundreds chart oh. games, right? And of course, our buddy Steve, he's got the animated hundreds board. I'll link that in the show notes too. Yes. And then some of the other ones were repeat from last last episode, singing songs. That's still appropriate for K through two. They still love that. Uh, playing games all, always. That's always on our list. I want to talk about games a little bit okay, because go ahead. last night at my school, we had a pre-K to second grade. It was a, a parent training, but the kids came too, and it was a spaghetti dinner as well. And the first part was all about reading the different components of reading and how you can help your child at home reading. And then I got to do <laughs> my thing with right. math. I talked about what fluency is. I broke it down with accuracy, flexibility, efficiency, all while choosing an appropriate strategy. And then what you can do with your child at home. And one thing when I talked about games, I had one one or two people right on the reflections. Like I never thought about games as building their math sense. They didn't write it like that, but that's basically right. what they said. And the reading person, she got to play a bingo game with everybody with, you know, there was words with pictures, little sight words. And then I got to play games. I, I gave them three to choose from. And one was a number match game with the dice. And then, and it was a bingo style, like get four in a row. Another one was adding one or adding one or two or subtracting one or two. And then the third one was either adding zero or one or two or three or four or subtracting one. And the, they loved playing yeah. these games with the kids. I was like, just choose one. Cause I'm thinking we don't have time. Eat your spaghetti. Go. I want right. to go home. <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> that was a 13 and a half hour day yesterday. Wow. Yeah. That, that that's, was, that's hard. That's, but I don't easy. care. I love it. Ooh. You know, it's right. This is what we do. <laughs> yes. yes. All of that. And then again, using proper language, it's so important and developing patterns, patterns with numbers, relationships with numbers. So uh, everything that we said kind of ditto, you know, to that, just you're bringing it up to a different level. Mm -hmm. I also, the new things that I added was to have them start talking about how they see it. How do they explain it? How do they think mathematically? How can they articulate their thinking? And something that we love and we do in the class all the time is um, and we, I mean by you and I, but also uh -huh. I know out there is notice and wonder, right? Oh, what do you that notice? Was my, that was my <laughs> number five that I wrote. <laughs> I figured it would be on your list too. Notice and wonder. What do you notice about this? What do you wonder about this? I feel like you have more to say. Go ahead. For sure. And I mean, I, I wrote it as well because that's definitely something that even the very early math for the little littles, we definitely want parents to say, hey, what do you notice about this? What do you wonder about this? Whether it's math or reading. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you notice that's happening in the story? What do you, what, what do you wonder what's going to happen next, right? That whole prediction thing. Yeah. But to bring it into math, it's especially something with a pattern. I, yes. I actually did that today when I was working with the kids today on the Esta mystery. The first clue, I think it was the first clue. What are the multiples of four between 20 and 100? And the way that I wrote it out, 
happened to be, now I have to write it down. Hold on. The way I wrote it was 24, 28, 32, 36, 40 on one line. And then underneath it, it ended up being, and I totally did not plan this out, but it just happened. I'm like, thank you, God. Maybe subliminally, unconsciously, I right. I knew this, but then it's 44, 48, 52, 56, 60. And I stopped and I said, what do you notice? Right. And so many kids said, look, there's four. And I, I was like, where, you know, say, be mathematically precise, you know, in the ones yeah. place, there's an eight, there's a two in, in the first and second row. And then I was like, huh, look at this 40 and 60. What's the difference of 40 and 60? And somebody says 20. And I was like, huh, 36 and 56. I'm going, you know, backwards on the list. What do you notice about that? So we got to, we got to talk about difference, which was great because in one of the clues later, it asked about the difference. And they're all like, we're going to subtract. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, in my head, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Another thing that I wrote down that also does kind of overlap with last week was I I talked about estimating. And with littles, it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, more and less. But now we want to get into really good estimating, right? And so one thing I wrote down was counting collections where just parents just pick up a, a tiny handful of something and put it in front of them, but that maybe that you can't quite see all of it. Maybe it's a little stacked, right? Right. It ends up looking like a pyramid of something. Okay. So don't use rice because that's just Cheerios. Cheerios are great. Cheerios are great. And you can stack them a little bit you don't have to make it perfect, but you know, about how many Cheerios do you think are in this stack? Yeah. So that's a collection of something and let your kids estimate. And then maybe you take out five and you say, hmm, here's five Cheerios right here. Look at what's left. Do you want to revise your answer? We did today. We did a lot of revising. (laughs) Something else that I wrote down was thinking about like a specific hands-on manipulative that it's easy to use craft sticks and uh-huh. hair ties. Now, I, I put hair ties because they're easier, I feel, to slip on and off than right. rubber bands. So Dollar Tree for the win, right? Yes. But I, I mean, just get a box of uh, 100 or 1,000 craft sticks, 500, however many, and then let your kids bundle a group of 10 mm-hmm. or yeah. bundles of 10. And then they can bundle 10 groups of 10 Oh my gosh, now we have 100. And then, I mean, you can do all kinds of addition and subtraction with that. I mean, it doesn't have to stay at 100. It doesn't have to stay at 10. You know, maybe you put out 28 craft sticks, so two bundles and eight single ones, and say, how many more craft sticks will it take to get to 30? Right. Or 31 or whatever. And then the last thing that I had written down was another one that I know you do too, is which one doesn't belong? Yeah. How many great math talks have we had with our students when there's four images up there? Yes. And you can think of at least one reason why each picture doesn't belong with the rest of them. Yep. And I'll I'll link everything that I can possibly link. I'll link it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. I have two other real quick things. Uh, that as a teacher, I would I would love if if you know kids came in with a lot more experience with it. One is real money exposure. Oh. So in second grade, and I know that that's really difficult in modern day because we use cards for everything. 
But real money exposure and counting real money, I mean, I can't tell you how many kids still don't know that 25 and 25 is 50 and 25 more is 75. That's I, that's something that that should come, I feel like should come a little bit more automatic, right? Well, you said it, that word experiences, right? Yeah. Because if we don't give our kids opportunities and experience, hashtag, right? Right before that. Right. And how can they possibly do these things? Right. They won't. And then on the same kind of note and same idea is measurement. Oh, I measuring things with a ruler or with paper clips, right? Non-standard units of measurement. Mm -hmm. How many pencils long is this table? How many paper clips long is this is this table? Whatever it is that you have. I mean, of course, a tape measure is also important, an important skill or a ruler, an important skill for them to measure as well. But just measuring and them understanding the idea of length, that one-dimensional length that's like – I, again, like I, I'm telling you as a as a fifth grade teacher, I feel like so many kids still don't understand what length means. Right. Because they yeah. don't measure enough things. And right. when you were just talking about measuring like the table with paper clips, you could even say about how many, right? It doesn't yeah, have to be right. an exact. You can also just use another estimation strategy for that. Right. Or even with real measurement about how many feet about how many, I mean, there's lots of us that have tile in our homes or you go out to the mall or wherever and, you know, look at whatever is there on the ground. How many bricks is it from here to there? Right. Or even the sidewalks, right? The sidewalks have like slabs. So how many from here to the corner? And then you go ahead and count them. Yes. Right. Again, that's just that measurement. It's, it really is crucial. It's so important. And those kids that understand measurement do so much better with everything. With, yes. Oh, because they have been, they've built their number sense. Yes. And again, it all comes back to number sense. Always. Listeners, our challenge for you this week is going to sound very similar to last week's. Find some five, six, seven-year-olds in your life that you can have some math talks with, do any of the strategies that we had suggested and let us know how it goes. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.